Welcome in, everybody. It's what we do every single Friday here on 710 ESPN Seattle. It is time to get in the cage. It's brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino. Got a huge, huge card coming up this weekend, UFC 264. And I get a chance to speak to a man. I think I've spoken to just about everybody I can think of in the sport, yet this guy has eluded me, but no longer. One of the true nice guys, one of the true gentlemen in all of sports is with us on the Issaquah Pest Control Hotline. The one, the only wonder boy, Stephen Thompson is with us. Stephen, how are you, man? Doing great, brother. Doing great. Ready to rock and roll this Saturday, I'll tell you that. Hey, I got to ask you before we get into the fight and everything, you know, you're often referred to, I say it all the time, and, and I'm sure everybody you ever interview with talks about what a great guy you are, what a nice guy you are. That's just your reputation, and I'm wondering if, if that puts pressure on you, because it feels like from the outside, I'm looking at it going, man, this guy's never allowed to be human. This guy's never allowed to have a bad day, or <laughs> maybe you cuss one day, or maybe you, maybe you don't sign an autograph, or you turn down an interview or something. It feels like you don't have that kind of slack because that is so embedded in your reputation of being just this 24 seven great guy. Is there any, any pressure that comes with that? No, not really, man. I mean, you know, I do have bad days for those of you that are wondering, (laughs) I do have bad days, but you know, that's why, um, you know, I, I, I pretty much live at the gym at our school, my family school. We have a school in Simpsonville, South Carolina. And anytime I'm having a bad day or feeling down, I go in and get some work, and I take it out on a bag or a sparring partner. So, um, yeah, man, it's just who I am, to be honest with you. Um, I walk down the octagon with a smile on my face. Win or lose, I do the same thing. So that's just who I am. Has there ever been a fight in, in your career? And I know you get a long kickboxing career, and, and, and obviously you've been in mixed martial arts for quite some time as well. But was there ever a moment you can remember stepping into a ring or into the cage with any sort of anger, or I just do not like that guy standing across from me? <laughs> no, uh, to be honest with you, I never have any ill will against my opponent or anger. Some people have to put themselves there. They got to put themselves in that mindset in order to go out there and do what they need to do. But not myself. I, you know, I look at this as a, as as a, you know, a very competitive game. But um, and sometimes if you let your emotions get control of you, you won't fight like you normally do out there in the octagon. You'll start doing things you normally wouldn't. So that's why I don't let that emotion kind of get to me. So, yeah, man, I walk out with a smile on my face. Well, and, and part of the reason I ask is because your opponent coming up this weekend, Gilbert Burns, I read an interview, and I'm sure you've been asked or heard about it anyway, uh, where he talked about he actually was considering attacking you in the cage after you beat his friend, Vincente Luque. Uh, he was so upset, and, and he was just looking at you, and he was so angry about what had just taken place. And then he said, you came up, and, and being who you are, like, hey, man, I'm a big fan of you and what you've been doing. You shook his hand and just were super nice to him. And, and he said he just looked at you, didn't say anything, and he was just so angry. And I'm wondering if he carries some of that into the – because I've heard the same things, that fighters talk about anger gets in the way. You, you, all of a sudden, you're not executing your game plan. You're fighting angry. You're not fighting smart. And that's when mistakes are made. Is that something you look at knowing that about Burns, that he felt that way, that, all right, maybe maybe there's a hole in his game, that, you know, he's going to be functioning on emotion, and I can exploit that? That's something that I always look at in opponents, you know, especially when you first meet them. You You kind of get their vibe, kind of get where their head's at. And sometimes you do get guys out there, and you can feel that they are a little emotional. And you can exploit that out there in the octagon, you know, with frustration. I can frustrate my opponent to get them doing things they normally wouldn't do. But Gilbert Burns, man, he's ranked number two and uh, for a reason, and he's very intelligent, very smart guy. So 
I don't think he's going to be that way out there. He's going to be the best Gilbert Burns, and that's what I expect. But, I, you know, not a whole lot of people maybe don't realize, but this guy is another NMF, man. This guy is super nice. Him and Vicente Luque both. So it's just an honor to go out there and step out in the octagon with this guy uh, come Saturday. Did you know he felt that way after that fight? No, I didn't, man. I, I actually went up and shook his hand, talked to him, and talked to his kid. He had his, he had a son there with him as well. So I talked to both of those guys. I had no idea he was like <laughs> one in a pound. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was an interesting take. Just hearing how emotional and upset he was, and I was. He said he was seriously considering just attacking you in the cage, and then you came up and you were yourself and super nice to him, and that obviously put that fire out. But it, it, as far as this fight goes. What is it when when you look at him and we last we saw him he was you know he was on the wrong side of a fight with uh, Kamara Usman when when you look at him and, and he's he's obviously in a really really advanced ground game he's got that ground game and he certainly can punch but you're a guy that you you've got a habit of just making people look bad I think it's made you a, a less desirable opponent for a lot of people not that they're afraid of you per se but they're afraid of how you make them look you can make them look really off their game. Does he have a style? When I watch him, I feel like, okay, he's got a style that I think Steven could really frustrate. That he's, I feel like he's, his style wise, he's kind of made for you. When you watch him, what do you see? Does he, is it a puzzle? Is it something you look at and say, he's going to be a tough nut to crack? Or I see the holes where I can really maybe frustrate him, maybe, you know, throw him off of his game? Yeah, well, you know, I think striking wise, I, I definitely have the advantage there. And every fight starts standing up, but it's, uh, it's trying to figure out when this guy, at what point is he going to shoot for my legs? He's a good wrestler and very, very dangerous on the ground, so I've got to keep this fight standing. You know, obviously I'm getting better, but will I ever be as good as him on the ground? I don't think so. So it's important for me to keep this fight standing out. One of the best, you know, takedown defenses in, in the UFC. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's knowing when this guy is going to shoot and how he's going to do it. Is he going to shoot early? Is he going to use his strikes to set up the shot? Is he going to try and lure him into a false security? to make me think he's going to stand there and bang and then shoot. So it's to try and figure that out. Um, and that's what makes this fight very tricky. Um, and he's got the power to put you to sleep. And I know what that's like, you know, finding uh, Anthony Pettis not too long ago. I was beating him up. And the next thing you know, I was waking up in the back. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> you still got to watch out uh, and still be ready. Speaking with Wonder Boy Stephen Thompson, who is on the undercard, or, or excuse me, he's on the he's the co-main event of this uh, card coming up this weekend: UFC 264, Poirier versus McGregor. Uh, it's taking place at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. You're going to have a live crowd there. By the way, you can get it on ESPN Plus. Just just the the ability to fight in front of a huge crowd. What what was that like? What was the pandemic like for you? I know a lot of fighters experienced different things. Some actually enjoyed it. Felt like it took some of the pressure off. Others said I just didn't have that same juice of the of the you know an arena full of people screaming and going nuts. What was it like for you? You fought Jeff Neal back in in December. Uh, just crowd wise, how much do you lean into that? How much does that dictate your energy level or maybe some of what we see from you in a cage? You know, it, it was pretty cool to experience what it would be, you know, what it would be like without having a crowd there. And it was pretty cool. You know, it had some advantages. You could hear, could hear my coaches easier, could hear my opponent's coaches a little bit easier. But there's nothing like stepping out into an arena with a packed crowd. You know what I mean? There's nothing like it. That energy that it gives you that makes you want to fight harder. Um, uh, so, yeah, man, I, I'm looking forward to stepping out this Saturday um, with a packed crowd. You know, listening to the, the crowd, you know, cheering the name or 
or or even booing you, it's still super epic. So there's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like it in the world having that and hearing that. Hey, it, you know, I brought up earlier that you you've got a your style tends to make others look awkward and look off their game, and and I've got to imagine throughout your career. Have you have you seen the resistance of, of of opponents of guys that you'd like to fight that are just like nah you know what I don't that's not a great fight for me or is it has it been hard to line up opponents throughout your career based on your style? Yeah, most recently it has been to be honest with you. And thank goodness you know Gilbert Burns had, had taken this fight because I was you know trying to get a fight with Leon Edwards, Colby Covington, pretty much anybody in the top five, and they were kind of saying no. They were waiting for the title shot, but. You know, after that loss against Kamara Usman, Gilbert Burns, you know, saved the day, man. So I really appreciate him taking this fight. So I do. I find it very difficult to, to, to find somebody. I guess it's because, like you said, the style is very difficult to prepare for. Um, and, you know, you got to bring guys in um, and you got to do a lot of studying. It's, it's very difficult. So I find it most recently um, very difficult. Yes, sir, for sure. You know, and, and you, I've, I've read where you've talked about, listen, I, I, I want that title shot. I feel like I deserve it. Usman is now just fighting guys that he's already fought, which is an absolutely true statement. Yet Dana seems like he's made it clear that the next opponent for Usman is Colby Covington, even though there's not an official date announced. Is there something you feel like you could do in this fight that could change his mind? Do you feel, a, a, I'm not going to say pressure, but some sense of urgency to go out there and, and dazzle. I've got to put Burns away. I've got to I've got to look electric out there to catch Dana's eye and maybe change his plans per per se. Well, it's very difficult to try and change Dana White's mind, <laughs> but <laughs> with a good with, with a good win out there against Gilbert Burns, I've got to be at the top of the list. I mean, I don't understand why Colby Covington's got to fight. I mean, I believe that Leon Edwards deserves it more. He's on a nine fight winning streak, which is ridiculous. But, um, yeah, man, I got to be up here at the top of the list after this fight, after going out there and, and defeating Gilbert Burns. So, um, hopefully Dana White sees it, man. Hopefully he'll, he'll, he'll uh, change his mind, but we'll see. Is, is that a moment where you look at maybe that being a nice guy works against you? I mean, Colby's made a business out of being a creep. I mean, that's if we're being honest, he's, you know, let me go out there and try to offend everybody. So now people want to tune in to see him get, you know, get kicked around, hopefully, and, and it's worked in his favor. Do you do you look at that and go, man? If I were a big mouth, if I were a smack talker, maybe I would be in a different. I wouldn't have to work so hard to prove I'm worthy of a title shot. You know, people people mention that and, and tell me that all the time that I need to I need to be that crap talker. But number one, you know, that's just not who I am, man. I've got you know 600 kids back home watching every move that I make and being a good example for them is what what you know is what what does it for me. So it, it um, you know, it, even if I tried to start talking crap, everybody would be like, stop, Stephen. We know that's not you. Just <laughs> shut up. You know, back off, dude. Um, but no, that's just not me, man. I know that the UFC has kind of gotten that way. Everybody feels like they got to talk trash in order to get a fight. And somewhat it's true. But you also have to have those guys, those, those classy guys out there as well. So it's funny how many people come up to me and say, what a breath of fresh air I am to see me out there you know, to fight with respect and honor. So um, I'm going to keep doing what I do, man, and I'm going to change it for the game. Well, let, let me just tell you, as an MMA geek myself, I absolutely appreciate your approach to the the sport and how you interact. It's, uh, it is refreshing. Hey, last one before I let you go. Um, you turn 38 in February. You know, this is this is not a sport for, for guys as they get older. It's it's really hard, and I'm, I'm sitting here telling you like you don't know. But I'm just wondering, you, you talked about you feel like you're getting better. 
And and at this age, do you start looking at the end? Do you start looking at, hey, I don't want to fight past 40 or 42 or 40? Do you set any markers in, in your life that way? Or do you just go in there and as long as I feel good and feel like I can compete, I want to keep doing it? Yeah, I, you know, kind of like your second reason there. I, you know, I don't sit, I don't sit there and dwell on my age. It really depends on how I feel, and I'll do this as long as my body will let me, or when my dad tells me I'm done. I mean, he pretty much knows me more than I know myself at this point. So, um, yeah, man, I, I love this game, and I'll do it as long as my body will let me, and uh, or when Pop says I'm done. So that's how much I love this game, and I enjoy it that much. But, uh, um. Yeah, man, you see a lot of guys fighting it up in, into their into their mid forties, and I, and that all goes on how how you train. And we train smart at our gym, and um, you know we take care of ourselves. And with my style, I don't take too much damage anyway, so that that helps out a lot. How, how does this fight end on Saturday? You know what? Everybody asks me, you know, when are you gonna knock this guy out? But you know, <laughs> I don't go out there predicting any knockouts. But, uh, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I always visualize my hand being raised at the end of this fight. So that's what I visualize, my hand being raised. Well, everybody can check it out on ESPN+. Plus. It's UFC 264, Poirier versus McGregor 3. But the card, the fight I'm looking forward to most is this man, the Wonder Boy, Stephen Thompson, going up against Gilbert Burns. Stephen, absolute pleasure to speak to you, man. I'm glad I finally got that opportunity. I wish you nothing but the best. You are a breath of fresh air to the sport. Keep keep doing what you do. I know you will. And I, I, I'm hoping you come out with your arm raised this weekend. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you, my friend. Definitely a pleasure. Appreciate you. Have a good one.